3: This is the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin.
1: Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the August 3rd episode of the roto Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Draft.com. Um, my friend Ryan Fowler is with me today. It's a Fox Sports reunion. Hey Ryan, how are you? Hi,
3: Halpin. Good to talk to you again, man.
1: What's going on?
3: Uh, we don't, you know, this could be a nice therapy session on the couch, but we'll just say I'm ready for another NFL season. Still love the product. I think uh, they have some issues to work out, but from a, a fantasy standpoint, I think there's a lot to like about the sports still. I think the way fantasy sports has evolved over the last three, four years, uh, it's a good product. And again, it's, it's made for the home viewing experience, which makes fantasy that much better. The daily games have gotten better. Uh, best ball has become very popular so uh, I think the amount of talent out there makes I mean they talk about parity in the real NFL game I think there's going to be a lot more parity in fantasy football competition so long as everybody stays healthy which they won't but I think there's enough there's enough out there uh, in the basket to pick from that you're going to have a a great team no matter what
1: all right let's start right off the bat Um, last night so we're doing this Friday morning about nine o'clock eastern Lamar Jackson what'd you think Meh. You know, Collinsworth, and I hate to admit this, Collinsworth brought up a good point during
3: the broadcast. You know, for as ugly as the Ravens have looked offensively over the last few years, that team was one play away from making the postseason. So as much as we want to, again, take the shiny new toe out of the box. I mean, this goes back how many years now help it?
1: Uh, And
3: and they want to play with Lamar Jackson and figure it out. Flacco's consistent. He's, he's never had the best weapons on the outside, or he hasn't had the best weapons on the outside for many years now. Um, and Perriman still seems to be finding himself, it seems like. He's, ne- uh, he's never finding think, that, by the way. yeah, don't worry exactly. worry about that. It's, Yeah. Um, it just, you know, I, I think I'm not in a hurry to say, oh, well, they're going to figure out a way to make him Joe Webb, and he's going to get dual position eligibility, and be able to be plugged into your lineup. I just think that's not going to happen in the short term because Harbaugh, depending on what he wants to do, is playing for his job probably, and they're going to go with Steady Eddie, which is Flacco. Uh, and Flacco was dealing with the back injury last year, so that didn't help. Um, I really think that uh, uh, basically, again, small sample size. They've been practicing him for a week. I'm not in a hurry to anoint Lamar Jackson as a fantasy
1: uh, option in 2018. Okay, so my take on this is a little different than yours. Um, Shocking. Well, that's what makes good radio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know when Lamar Jackson's going to play. That's first. Then I think it will largely depend on how good the Ravens are in the first half of the season. But what I saw last night. Yeah. What I saw last night is as a real life quarterback, there is work to do with Lamar Jackson, (laughs) right? And that's fine. But once he plays, that guy's going to run for 40 yards a game by accident, you know, just on, I mean, ran, I mean, they're, they're going to use him. I mean, they, they, they ran some, you know, bootlegs with him, things like that. And there were some plays where, all right, I scrambled out and I got, you know, six he got yards, nine yards.
3: He got nine he, yards on that one. He was mad at himself that he didn't get 11.
1: Right. He's so fast. Yeah. And, and I can't, I, like I said, I, I he's not, he's going to e- easily get 30, 40 rushing yards a game. Forget the ones that he breaks for 40 or 50 on one shot. So even if he's, a, he's not a good passer – and, you know, it's, it's easy to look at a running quarterback in fantasy football and say, oh, he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. like They all are, right? But sure. this guy, he's just – I mean, he's going to pick up six or eight a, a pop no problem like, without breaking a sweat.
3: So how do you create a strategy around that for 2018? Now, if you're in a dynasty league, we can have a different conversation. But if you're looking at 2018, how do you create a strategy around what you just said, which is a fair point? I mean – you're taking a thirteenth round flyer in a season long league. I just don't understand how the
1: strategy comes around that. I think that if I'm in the thirteenth round, see, see, the thing is, if he, I was saying if he had a good game last night, the healing would have blown up and people would have started drafting him way too high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if you're in, let's say, a twelve teamer, as long as you have a, a, I don't know, a five six man bench, I, I, I might want to stash him for a little while, and, and as my second quarterback. I mean, I'm not the type that takes a backup quarterback anyway. Um, if it's a one quarterback league, but. I would like to stash him because I think the payoff is massive. And you know what? In week six, if you can't fit him, you cut him, and that's fine. But sure. I, I think at some point, and you know what? And if the Ravens are, are five and two, which I don't think they will be, but then you go, okay, this is probably this is not going to happen now. You know, right. they're going to they're going to roll with Flacco because they're good, and they're not going to upset the Alphacar. If they're three and four, you might have a different story. But you know he's he is going to be explosive when he plays from a fan even even on the days and 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 I'm not saying I think he's a bad passer I think he actually has some passing talent he's got some apparently there's footwork issues it's about you know he he throws with very narrow legs and I won't get deep into the scouting stuff um that that I've learned from others but he's interesting a guy like him who runs and has that sort of wrist flick throw it's it's not a motion that needs a lot of uh, it needs him to set a lot. If he can be accurate enough throwing on the run, because he just flicks his wrist and he can get the ball downfield a little bit. Uh, even even the days he goes, you know, twelve for twenty six passing, he, he runs for fifty yards and maybe gets a touchdown. You know, jackpot, right? So perhaps he's, I don't know. I, I I just think the rushing yards are going to come easy to him. Um, yeah, and I mean it's
3: worked for Cam and it's worked for Russell. So,
1: but he's so in, in he's so much faster than those guys. Like, I'm. I'm not saying he's going to be a better. Yeah, but runner the other guys are better passers <laughs> than Cam. Yes, they are. I, I'm, I'm. You know, I think Cam is. I think Cam's the best, rushing quarterback ever. When you put the, the scrambling, and the when, put the the open field running and the power running together, like Michael Vick was mm-hmm. faster, but Michael Vick wasn't going to run people over at the five yard line. Right. I mean, yeah. that's definitely helped Cam in fantasy circles for the. The entire length of his career. Yeah, but I mean, this guy, yeah, he's he's so fast that the yard. I think the yards are going to come easy when he runs. And I don't know. I I enjoyed it, like I said. And I'm not going crazy and Lamar Jackson love and think he's going to start right away. I understand there's real life issues there, but fantasy. Was but so I
3: also think just to kind of put a, a nail on this one, I I could see Harbaugh sticking with Flacco up until the very last minute. But then it becomes a question of Lamar Jackson in the fantasy playoffs because maybe they hold out. Right. Start Flacco all this time. And then your point of his running ability is showcased during those fantasy football playoffs. That's where it becomes interesting mm-hmm. to me. If you have that five, six man bench.
1: All right, folks, um, check us out on Twitter. Ryan is at Freelance Fowler. I'm actually helping thirty seven. You can also tweet us at Rotowire. You can get player updates at Rotowire NFL and find us on Facebook. OK, we're going to talk quarterbacks today. We started with Lamar Jackson. We're going to do our quarterback deep dive. We've done uh, running backs and tight ends already on the position centric podcast. Um, we'll do wide receivers sometime next week, I think. But um, quarterbacks, let's start, let's start up near the top. So, so I'm looking at numbers from last year. Russell Wilson was QB one by a lot, by a lot. I owned him in a league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're drafting him this year. The, the ADPs that I'm looking at and, and folks just to, to, to talk about ADPs for a second. I reference ADPs every day. I understand that they are not the end all be all, but they are helpful reference points to when people are being drafted. That's that's that. Just in case you were you know say why is this guy always talking about ADPs <laughs> um, on MFL, He's going at number three on fantasy football calculator. He's going at number four. Um, I mean, he, he was number one by. It, it I mean, a, a, a few points a game over his next. The, the, over his closest pursuer, are we underrating him at number three or four? Do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I know we're splitting hairs here, but
3: sure, this so, guy's better again, than,
1: than we want to give him credit for sometimes as a fantasy quarterback.
3: Okay, so again, this is where we have to separate NFL product from from fantasy product to a certain degree. Only because I watched a lot of Russell Wilson last year, just because I was fascinated with how the Seahawks were constructed. It wasn't your typical Seahawks team that we learned over the last decade of what they can be at their best. It was very ugly football, to be very frank. And you have to, I mean, when you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, a lot of it was fourth quarter flinging it downfield, and he's got guys winning jump balls. Uh, Some of it had to do with his offensive line being uh, one of the worst in the league and jumping off sides and the ball moving backwards. So he was actually picking up extra yards because that offensive line had no uh, type of uh, uh, consistency when it came to not jumping the snap, So he picked up some bonus yards there. And then coming into 2018, I mean, Doug Baldwin, uh, at last check, I saw that he tweaked something. He's probably out for the preseason. And you look around there and it's like, Russell Wilson's going to have to make chicken soup out of chicken droppings for this year again, in my mind. And that's fine because we talked about the mobility factor with Lamar and it applies completely to Russell Wilson here. Um, we'll see if, if Tyler Lockett can continue to grow as an NFL receiver, but I, I think where he, where Russell's at right now is fine. I'm not going to think he can do what he did again last year. Cause a lot of it was aside from the, the mobility stuff, which I think is going to remain consistent. Those fourth
1: quarter comebacks were great, but those aren't sustainable. Right. So there's been a lot of talk about, how they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round and saying, oh, we're going to run the ball. I don't think they're good enough to run the ball. No, they're not. I completely agree. All right. So and rest- again, Chris Carson
3: has been trending on my timeline feed for what feels like three months. And yes. I'm like, wow. like it just Fantasy community it gets gets all hot and bothered about these certain brands. And it just seems like Carson, they really want to fit that – square peg into a round hole and say, I was right first. It seems like uh-huh. on this. And, and it's all in, and, and again, because the, the Seahawks backfield has been so shaky since Marshawn left, it just seems like somebody like, I can't miss on this one. Wait, maybe this one, maybe this one. They've, they've went through a couple different flavors there. Um, I mean, JD McKissick was a <laughs> flavor of the week last last towards the end of last year. So you got to be kind of careful with that backfield, but I, I believe that Russell's going to put up points. I think, Again, when I in, I play in six point touchdown leagues, not four point for the most part. so and it goes passing and rushing. So I still think Wilson's going to be good for that 25 range uh, on any given week, um, but I think you have to go back to last year and look at those fourth quarters and say that that just can't happen again. That, that's a, there is a little luck involved in Russell Wilson's numbers last year. Mobility's great, uh, but targets around him are not. Um, if Baldwin's a little banged up right now, Brandon Marshall's not there to save the day. He's there to collect a paycheck and kind of maybe pad some stats here and there.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, who would you rank ahead of Russell Wilson at quarterback?
3: Well, definitely Rogers. Yeah. Um, I still believe in Tom Brady. Maybe I'm weird. It's it's his 41st birthday today. So we have to wish the goat happy birthday. Did you see the cake? I did. That's obnoxious.
1: It's enormous. Um, Everybody, look on look on social media for a picture of Tom Brady's cake at Patriots training camp. It's gigantic. I don't. I, I don't know how what, what kind of army of people was required to make that cake, but it's huge. It's as big as the office I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quite. Again, if
3: the guy didn't need another pat on the back, you make him a cake the size of uh, the Empire State Building. Um, <laughs> I, I believe, man. I, I'm we'll get to cousins here in a second. I like cousins uh, and and I think mm, that's probably where I would stop. Rodgers, definitely Tom Brady, maybe Cousins, and then Russell. Again, w- and we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson here in a second. I I like Russell Wilson as a stability factor because he's going to run for those yards that we hope Lamar Jackson runs for at some point, but I do like uh some other guys that can have some nice weapons around them uh that are gonna probably do some work on a more consistent basis.
1: And Russell look and, and again, as we always like to say, the quarterback where you're gonna have to draft Russell, it I think it's easier for us to say where you're gonna have to grab a running back or a wide receiver than a quarterback because every league is different about quarterbacks and we always say really? yeah. people in people yeah. in our business you know, we, we have the – we wait on the quarterbacks and people in most leagues don't. So we sit here and say, you know, oh, well, you can get Russell Wilson in the fifth round. You probably can't in most leagues. So look no, you know. the casual
3: fantasy owner, one that isn't living and dying by fantasy football and is happy if they win two in a row. I mean, they, they – what they really do, and this is true of most leagues, where if you're the quote-unquote expert of your league because you're in this industry and that's why you're listening to this podcast – you're going to be like, okay, I'll, I'll get that QB in the fifth or sixth round. But Joe, fantasy owner, who, who doesn't do it the way you do it, they look at it like, oh, I need to fill one of each slot before yeah. I get to the next thing. Oh, I, have a, like, I was talking, real quick story, anecdote, but it, it applies to this. Um, I was talking to a buddy from high school. He was having a complete meltdown of keepers because he had Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, and Deshaun Hopkins. or um, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, and he's like making this, he was like fighting himself in his head. And this gave me a great insight to a guy that isn't completely all in on the statistical analysis. He was making a case for why he wanted to keep both running backs and not one running back and Hopkins. And I'm like, look, you're, you're overthinking the room. And what he started to do was answer his own questions before I could respond. That's the owner that a lot of you guys are playing against. The guy that is, wants to keep the right guy, but at the same time wants to fill out one running back, one wide receiver, and, and go that
1: route, kind of a more of a mad lib approach. Right, and and will it be in the second round of his draft and go, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is awesome, I have to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, I want to jump to Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. So, sure. So on the two sites we're looking at, which is Fantasy Football Calculator and MFL, Kirk Cousins is being drafted as QB 8. Mm-hmm. Last year, he finished at QB 4. This season, he finished at QB 5. Sorry, the year before, 2016, he finished at QB 5. He just got paid a lot of money by the Vikings. He's got yes. two very good wide receivers. He's got a pretty strong tight end. Um, at QB 8, is this? Are, are we underrating Kirk Cousins here?
3: Yeah, and I do believe that, yes, we're underrating him, and a lot of it's going to have to do with where is Dalvin Cook, right? Because Dalvin Cook's Projections last year were through the roof before he got injured. So we have to take that into consideration. But I like what Cousins has around him. I, I think, it, and you get to play in a dome half the year. So that's always a nice little uh, perk for him uh, with the arm that he does have. But man, the consistency of Thielen and Diggs, you can't ignore. I know it's not the sexiest offense in the world, but there were times last year. For Case Keenum, for heaven's sakes, mm-hmm. where it was just in a rhythm. And that was actually a very fun passing offense to watch. Again, not all the time. But under Keenum, it was a fun offense. Under Bradford, when he was upright for a minute, it was it was moving. And I think Cousins comes in there, and this becomes a great option. I, I think we might finally see Kyle Rudolph maybe take another step. I, I know this is Zimber's team so in quotations, but – I just think again the money invested in Cousins what he was able to do in Washington with was some decent options I'm not going to poo poo what they had and then you come here you get to play in a dome half the year this this sky's the limit I think here for Cousins uh, heading into
1: 2018 Okay um that's 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 high praise you you it strikes me that you are you're going to be more likely to own Kirk Cousins than a lot of people you're Yeah gonna, and, you're and be heavy on it. this
3: is taking in so, incurring some risk because Guys, coming off what Dalvin Cook went through, not everybody's Adrian Peterson, right? So the rehab, it still makes me a little nervous. And to his credit, Latavius Murray played well last year. Yep. But I do believe that that those three targets and what Cousins was brought there to do, it, this isn't Dalvin Cook's team like it may have been a year ago. This
1: is now Kirk Cousins' team. Okay. Offense. Um, Deshaun Watson. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to have up. too much of an extended conversation the reason is there's guys I'm, I make a list of guys I talk about too much because you oh, do this four okay. days a week and you yep. know there's some guy and it this right now it's Deshaun Watson Chris Carson and Trey Burton are on the list oh Chris Carson's one of the guys it's yeah funny. so and that's me I'm not telling you you can't talk about him because it was relevant to what we were talking about but Deshaun is Deshaun Watson at, at QB2 I'm out are you in or are you out out okay
3: hard pass um you know, and this goes back to what I was talking about with Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. You know, the numbers that Watson put up before he went down was great. But I don't see Will Fuller matching what he did in that short sample size with Watson. Hopkins is going to go out there. He's going to catch balls from Matt Schaub or Chase Daniel. If he can like any quarterback at the bottom of a depth chart is going to come in and Hopkins is going to make them look great. So that I'm not worried about. It's it's. I don't think what he did with Fuller can be sustained. There's more. There's a little bit more tape. So, coaches and defensive coordinators aren't adjusting week to week where you have this panic and this rush to say, okay, this is how we stop. They've had a whole year to look at the sample size of what Deshaun did last year. So, again, there's NFL teams adapt what Will Fuller did early last year before he got hurt and before Watson went on was great. I don't think that's sustainable in the same breath that I don't think Russell Wilson's fourth quarter magic can be sustainable, and for that reason, I think there's going to be regression. I think Deshaun Watson is a QB one. I don't think he's a
1: top a top two option right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, Carson Wentz. Um, the news is positive on the injury front. They're doing it's kind of an odd way that they're doing it. I think they had him, you know, in full drills for three days, and then they sat him out for a few days and. And it it doesn't seem to be a norm because people see that and they go, whoa, what's wrong? And the Eagles Mm -hmm. go, well, nothing. It's fine. Um, All right, MFLE's QB3, Fantasy football calculator QB6. I'm I'm not going to do that with him. I think that as good as he was last year, I think the touchdown rate might have been a little fluky high. Look, I mean, the offense was good and he's very good. I'm not beating up on Carson Wentz. But when you combine the injury – recovery with I mean you're not getting any discount from the injury I guess is part of what I'm trying to say and if if you want if you want Carson Wentz you're going to pay for him and and I don't think with what I know I'm willing to to pay what he's going to cost what do you think of Carson Wentz?
3: Yeah going back to our strategy of kind of waiting on quarterbacks and looking at fantasy football calculator with the average high round being around the fourth versus low being the eighth round. I mean, if he's there in the eighth, I, I think there are, a conversation could be had, but I'm not reaching for Carson Wentz. The other thing I look at when I look at their, their depth chart right now, uh, if Jay e. came in later last season, Sproles comes back. So m- maybe their roles are going to be expanded a little bit more compared to what Wentz needed to do last year. Cause Jay didn't come in until late and Sproles was down. Um, and again, I, I, Elshon Jeffrey and it, it, you, I, I don't think there'll ever be an issue with Carson Wentz finding the tight end, uh, Ertz, but, um, aside from that, I think there could be some more uh, of an accordion effect of, uh, productivity with the wide receivers that he has. Um, and they're going to want to mix in a little bit more run this year, uh, is, is my thought to your point of the regression of total touchdowns. Uh, that's probably true. He didn't go crazy on touchdown. I think it was 33 when well, I Well, 33 in 13
1: games, which is yeah. pretty, I mean, pretty strong.
3: Yeah, right. Um, I, I think that's probably going to be fair to, to come back uh, a little bit and regress.
1: Uh, but I wouldn't be reaching for Carson Wentz in a fantasy draft. Okay, uh, me neither. But and, and I wonder if part of this, you know, we, you and I started talking a few minutes ago, and I've been talking with people all summer about the idea that you know, if you normally wait on quarterbacks this year, you especially want to quit, wait on quarterbacks because it's so deep. And and I'm saying, well, well, I don't want to pay the cost for this guy. Well, I'm saying I'm kind of saying that for every guy in the top ten.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, right. You
1: know, this, is this is a fair point. I mean, I, I think to to clarify it, I think Brady and Rogers, for instance, and Russell Wilson, I I think they are going to warrant where they're ranked. Maybe not where you necessarily pick them based on draft strategy. But where they're ranked among quarterbacks, Carson Wentz at QB3, I think there's more guys I'd rank ahead of them. Let's put it that way.
3: And you have a tendency to lead towards the the veteran
1: brands too. Um, Well, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get There's more a lot of those guys to talk about. Um, The other, the shiny new toy, Jimmy G. um, (laughs) He's being ranked as a top 10. QB7 in MFL, QB9 in fantasy football championship. uh, A fantasy football calculator, sorry. Uh, I mean, I say all the time I don't like the weapons enough to to go for him that high. I mean, I like the player. Um, Are are you going to be a Jimmy G owner? No, not at that
3: price point. I I think he's a a fringe QB1 um, based on some of the names that I saw outside the top 12 on these ADPs. Um, there, There are other proven brands that I feel a little bit more confident, only because the 49ers are still working to build around him. Jimmy G went out there and won NFL games. But I, all due respect to Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garcon, they're not going to really help Jimmy G score 25 fantasy points per game at the quarterback position, in my opinion. Um, in The, the, the rotating uh, brands that come out of the tight end position where Jimmy G might find another outlet, those are weak. Um, I know Jerick McKinnon is a favorite of yours, so maybe he dumps it off and, and McKinnon does the dirty work for him like an Alvin Kamara for the, for the Saints last year. But yeah, it's it's thin. Um, maybe again, Jimmy G could go out there and and really make some noise w- with some wins on the NFL side. I just think there's a lot of uh, risk uh, to be had if you go that route as your QB one. And sometimes this is this is what happens with these ADPs, especially in late July, early August. You, you look at the end of last seven touchdowns with five interceptions. I And yeah. there's 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 that trade off where yeah, he won games, but you're not trying to win NFL games. You're trying to get 25 fantasy points or more out of your quarterback to really uh, make up for any deficiencies you have at other positions. That's how I always looked at it. I'm like, man, get to that 20-point plateau. Everything else is gravy, but if you really have an off week of another position, you're looking for 25-plus out of your quarterback in a six-point touchdown pass league.
1: All right, fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to be playing best ball on my favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. Um, season long, but with no management. You just set it and forget it. When you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players get automatically selected, and you'll get the best score every week guaranteed. You never. So if you get Lamar Jackson, if he has that, choose two big weeks, you get him, which is kind of cool. Um, You never have to worry about injuries or last-minute benchings. Again, you can draft a team anytime you want. Your leagues start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now if you'd like. And the best part, play for cash. Leagues start from just $3, so there's a league for everyone. And this year, they're running a $1 million best ball tournament. Just enter the best ball championship, draft the best team, and you can win a piece of a million dollars in prizes. There's no salary caps. Play in a real-life snake draft just like you play in a home league with your friends and probably draft quarterbacks way too early. Come and join me on draft day. Download the app anytime. Just search draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on draft.com, whichever way you want. For a limited time, all new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code. Ready? It's WIRE. W-I-R-E, of course. WIRE. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using my promo code WIRE on your first deposit on Draft. Search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and come play for free with promo code WIRE. That's Draft in the App Store or Draft.com. Thanks a lot, Draft. All right, now we're moving down a ways. And we're not doing tiers today. We're just kind of going down the list and talking talking about people. Uh, Jared Goff, Mm -hmm. Um, MFL, QB11, fantasy football calculator, QB16. Last year, he finished at QB12. Really strong and unexpected season. I think for the most part uh, my issue with Jared Goff as a low end QB1 if that's what you think of him is the volume. They didn't throw a lot. He was I think 18th in the league in attempts and you know that's one of those things where if he's that if he's 18th in the league in attempts again I don't know that he's going I mean throwing 28 touchdowns seems unlikely. Um are you, how much of a Jared Goff fan fantasy wise are you? I mean this, this begins
3: and ends with Todd Gurley conversation tied to the value of, of Goff. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan as far as trying to win fantasy. I, when I look at that top 12, and most teams, most uh, owners play in 12-team leagues. 14-team league, we could have a conversation of him being your QV1. Uh, I like the addition of Brandon Cooks. I think this could work here. The, the, and I predicted what was going to happen with the Patriots. He was just going to get lost because they go so many different directions. In, with the Rams, it's girly and then you can compete with, with targets to Coop and Woods. Um, I, I, I think that there is some value to be had uh, with, with Cooks coming in to help uh, Goff in, in becoming a back-end QB1 in a 14-team league. But I hate to sound like a broke record. I'm not going to go out of my way uh, to, to say this guy is going to help me win. Uh, a, a fantasy title he's going to be great for the rams he's going to bring balance and what they did last year was was phenomenal uh, under mcveigh but this is Gurley's offense and if he's touching the ball as much as he is hence to your point of pass attempts not needed because Gurley is a machine terrific now what if Gurley goes down very possible i mean this this is different a, proposition
1: yes yeah
3: i mean this 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 opens the door for um for, for golf, but again, I'm not going to overpay. It's a different proposition, but this is what happens every year. Somebody's going to, like, pop something, and if it's Todd Gurley, golf becomes a very uh, interesting prospect, but you can't overpay on draft day for the thought that, that Gurley's going to go down.
1: All right, next up, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's another guy I've talked about quite a bit with people, and I think the... It's funny, on on Thursday, I think it was on Thursday, a there were some reports that came out saying, by the way, everybody, Patrick Mahomes has thrown lots of interceptions in camp. And Andy Reid said something to the effect of, you know, I want guys taking the shots down the field. You need to have the intestinal fortitude to take the shots, which some people took it, it t- took as a shot at Alex Smith, but who wasn't that way last year. Um, but Mahomes, the interceptions almost don't bother me. The the, the the logic to Mahomes, in addition to the strong arm, is As people have talked about here with me this summer Lots of weapons And as my colleague Jim Coventry pointed out A bad defense Which is going to basically If the Chiefs are going to win yeah. they're, gonna, they're not going to win 17-14 They're going to win you know, 27-24 Which should lead to some, some stats If not overall quality play Or not necessarily quality play From Patrick Mahomes Are you buying into this? Again, I think
3: that going in with a plan that Andy Reid and whatever he's trying to kick out, plus Nagy's moved on to the Bears, I I think I would be very slow to embrace Patrick Mahomes as my QB1. I think there's a lot to like about the kid. Uh, I think bringing in Sammy Watkins to pair with Tyree. uh, And then um, (laughs) that's what happens when you step away from the game too long. Watkins, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. it, it, it makes me a little nervous. Uh, I think if he if Mahomes calls his own number on the goal line, improves his stock a little bit. But I'm looking at Mike Clay's projections on ESPN, and I don't know if that's even allowed on this podcast. Sure, but absolutely. Apologies.
1: Um, Mike was on with us a couple of weeks ago, friend of okay, the podcast. Yeah. No problem. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I respect his opinion and his projections are uh, not so much Bible, but a good starting point like these these ADP numbers. But yeah, he's got him at, at QB 14. Um, I, I think that's probably a great place for him where he could be, because of the weapons running, I mean, him, because of how good Kelsey is and how great Tyreek was, and if Mahomes is throwing it up and Tyreek's running, eh, you don't have to worry too much about interceptions if he throws it deep enough. Um, I, I, I like the feeling the risk is a little too much to say uh, with what we know of the Chiefs and how at any given moment uh, the strategy changes, a.k.a. Kareem Hunt being completely ignored last year during the middle part of the season. Um, and and, and really, if they were saving his legs, so be it. There just seems to always be some type of hurdle where if you're going to go out there and let Mahomes chuck it and sling it around for all four quarters, fantastic, Um, but that doesn't always seem to be something that holds true with the strategy all year long in Kansas City. So there's some risk involved, but I think right in the middle of the pack is where I would probably have Mahomes, based on that arm strength and based on his ability to maybe call his own number and score some touchdowns on his own inside the inside the red zone.
1: All right, next up. Now we get to the guys that, that I'm gonna own. Stafford and Ryan are mm-hmm. just there there's there's just reliability to be had cheap. Ryan, um, MFL is QB fourteen, fantasy football calculator is QB be twelve. Um, Stafford is QB thirteen in MFL, QB eleven in fantasy football calculator. I, I don't I I don't understand the hesitancy. I mean, the, how you can? I'm going to look at the rankings again here. I'm at MFL. Why, why am I taking Jared Goff over either one of those two guys? It's insanity. Agreed. I mean, it's it's so it, it's so easy money with these guys that I kind of know what they're going to get. And Ryan, I mean, you would think the touchdown rate is going to bounce back a bit. It's not. He's not what he was in 2016, but last year well, the numbers. Well, the Sarkisian
3: thing. The Sarkeesian thing is was was frustrating. But Julio Jones is going to score more touchdowns this year. That's that's what it really does come down to. And I, I, I think um, the addition of Ridley doesn't hurt either. Plus, I believe Ryan's going to benefit from a Tevin Coleman catch and run. There's going to be more breaks going Matt Ryan's way because he's been as consistent as he's been over the course. of And then you have this huge change with McDaniel out. He's, it just... Things didn't go as well as they should have for Matt Ryan last year and, and partly probably his fault. But, uh, when you change, uh, the, the O coordinator style, that's going to, that's going to
1: possibly happen. So, and he, and that, all that happened and he only threw for 20 touchdowns and he was still QB 14. Right. So if he bounces back a bit, he's a top 10. I mean, I'm, and I, and I I really do think Julio Jones, um,
3: as long as he stays healthy, it's always the caveat. Uh, I, I think so much has been made uh, of his off season that you can see this type of offense going out and making it a point to say, Julio, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do. Or, what happened last year is not going to repeat itself in 2018. I like Matt Ryan a little bit more than Matthew Stafford, um, but to, it's the same type of uh, strategy applied to. I, again, fantasy owners get bored. These ADPs is where you kind of have to look inside and say these are either young fantasy owners who are looking at what the what the league has become over the last two years and these beat-up Camrys they don't want to touch, even though the Camry's been reliable and got fantasy owners from point A to point B for so many years.
1: Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Stafford is just – he's money in the bank. He is – actually, I'm going to go year by year. So last year he was QB 5. Year before he was QB seven. Year before that he was QB eight. Year before that he was he was number. Where'd he go? Oh, he's fifteen. Okay.
3: AKA the Lions have no rushing game and they have no rushing game going into this year. Right, and
1: now they have three, that's What it is? And now Galladay is an, another year in. People think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm supposed to believe. I mean, I think the argument that I've heard. About the Lions maybe changing it. Look, the offense coordinator stays, but they have a new head coach. And it's, well, maybe they're going to try to run more and be more defense-oriented. Well, no, nope. maybe, maybe, but come on. How many running backs have they went through? Right. I mean, and I think Kerry and Johnson think, could be good. Yeah. But, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have Stafford. If he's my starting quarterback cor- in any league, if he's my starting quarterback in week one, I'm happy. Because it means I didn't invest a lot, and, and I think he's just going to be I can just close my eyes and not worry about him. And you're probably going to get Stafford after the 10th round,
3: I would bet, based on some of these numbers I'm looking
1: at. Yeah, crazy. All right, um, AutoNew Fantasy Football is the next level fantasy football challenge you've been looking for. Experience year-round dynasty competition with deep rosters. Accumulate college player prospects to lead your team in the future or to move for a superstar at the trade deadline. AutoNew Fantasy Football never sleeps with year-round trades and off-season arbitration. Learn more about why everyone who plays AutoNew becomes addicted at www.AutoNewFootball.com. That's O-T-T-O-N-E-U. AutoNew, better fantasy football. My draft, my AutoNew auction sorry, is, uh, I think it's next Wednesday. Let me see. It's Tuesday night, so next week I'll fill you in. As I keep saying, I'm going, I'm going in with a cheap Geis-McKinnon backfield. I picked Geiss last year when he was at LSU in here. <laughs> and uh, I had to cut – did I cut Jameis Winston? I think I cut Jameis Winston. I cut Amari Cooper. I cut – did I cut Antonio – no, not Antonio Brown. Someone else is a high-priced wide receiver. Anyway, enough about my team, folks. But Odd New Football, check it out. Are you a Marcus Mariota guy? With the offense coordinator change and coaching staff change and all that stuff, uh, um, no, <laughs> that's enough. It, yeah. It's,
3: <laughs> well, it's just so funny. I mean, I, I have these flashbacks to this time last year, and I, I can still remember the headline of his red zone efficiency, and everybody getting all, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna go out there, and he's got Corey Davis, and it's not just gonna be red zone efficiency; it's gonna be all over the yard. And then before you knew it, it was a lot of DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, and now it's Derrick Henry. So I, I don't think I need to go um, and say that Marcus Marietta uh, is going to be a, a fantasy requirement, um, even with the, the noted changes um, of LaFleur. Uh, plus, I'm not really that thrilled with, aside from Delaney Walker, who I think could be on the verge of, of like Frank Gordon or Antonio Gates, them where this guy's never going to really regress. I right. Think it's incredible what Delaney Walker, and nobody really, I mean, people talk about him, but not to the point where I think he deserves a little bit more credit for his consistency that we were speaking of, of Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, what have you, but yeah, Mariota is a pass for me.
1: Well, it's weird because Delaney Walker, we, we didn't, he wasn't much of a fantasy player. Until he went to Tennessee. I mean, he's 34 now, and, and and he didn't do much for us until he was probably 29 or 30. Wow. I think the guy's great. He's going to be 34 next week. Yeah. I mean... He's a big dude, too. He's a big dude. He's, a, big he's, dude, like he's a monster. Good for him. But, I, yeah, I like Tony Walker. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. He is being... Let's see. Draft-wise, he's 15th at MFL. He's 17th. That sounds about right for me. I, I think he could... You, you can make a good argument that he that he's one of those guys who has a shot to outplay his projections because the, things could go well with the changes there. I'm just, I don't know that I want to buy it.
3: Yeah, but. I think if we go back to like year over year, Marcus Mariota last year is where Jared Goff is this year as far as different styles, obviously, mm-hmm. but where people are ranking them. That's where Mariota was a year ago. And because of what they did last year uh, with the running game and, and Mariota just not, not, progressing as you as you will and uh, not as efficient in the red zone that's where you come back and, and you pull on the reins a little bit and you come back to where his adp is issued all
1: right um, old guy debate big banner philip rivers
3: rivers yeah better targets um
1: doesn't miss better games. targets that's a bold Probably. statement
3: well keenan allen's consistent as they come yeah the tight ends suck um because they just can't stay healthy but what i'm getting at is there is room to grow within that offense with Mike Williams. If what they drafted yeah. comes to fruition um, and some of those speed guys there, there are a lot of parts. Roethlisberger going to break down at some point um, this year. I really think, I know he's got Antonio Brown and I know what weapons he has around him, but I don't feel confident saying I'm going to go with Roethlisberger <clears throat> in the, in the state that his body is in. I know they say he's slimmer and everything, but uh, Rivers doesn't miss games and, and Ben does and or plays through an injury where he shouldn't be playing. I, I think there's a lot of uh, exciting things that could. Uh, the Chargers are cursed. That's, if you ignore the fact that the Chargers are cursed this franchise, uh, as far as injuries go, I really <laughs> right. like the weapons that Rivers has around him. And it's just a matter of his awkward throwing style, getting them the ball. All right, uh, yeah, it's I, really I, hard to mess up. It's <sighs> really hard to mess up what the Chargers have there. I I I and, and Rivers surprised a lot of people over the last two years
1: with what numbers he has put up. He was let's see, so last year QB seven, the year before that, QB six, um, the year before that. All right, he's down, he's QB ten. I mean, you know, and he's being ranked at let's see, MFL he's he's seventeenth. <laughs> And, it's a and va- that, is value. There, that, that is, is value. That is value, that's right. And and it's hard to argue that there's there's reason not to believe in that. Okay. Speaking of value, so Blake Bortles. Okay. Now Blake Bortles is on this team with this outrageously good defense. Yeah. And they would like to run the ball. Um yeah. and they did last year. I mean, they, they ran a lot, certainly. Um they did well. And Blake Bortles, you look at and you say, you know caretaker, game manager, and he's not that good, and they basically try to hide him, which they do try to hide him. But, so 2015, he was the f- fantasy QB3. I know they're a bad team. Things are different. The year, year after that, 2016, he was QB8. Last year, for all the game management stuff that we got out of Blake Bortles, QB13, and I can't even find him on the boards, on the ADP boards. <laughs> I mean, he's just not there. He's an MFL, he's QB 25. He's behind Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, who don't have jobs. Blake Bortles is, is he a guy, if you're in a 14-team league, and you roll out there in week one, if you do the weight on a quarterback game, could you go in with Blake Bortles as your QB one? Definitely not. Okay. Because of what you noted
3: briefly, you touched on it, the success that he's had, and I know 13 last year, this it, maybe if he had Allen Robinson, I might feel different. I'm not as high on Dante, Dante Moncrief, Marquise Cole. And yeah. yeah, that that is different than what he got out of Cecil Shorts the third, and what he got out <laughs> of Allen Robinson. I mean, there are some guys that, that in those garbage time moments stepped up and, and made Bortles fantasy appeal uh, paddleable. Uh, in those, re- it, it just the defense is so good. It is Leonard Fournette and milk that clock and let the defense grind out some turnovers, work with the short field. That's the M.O. and that's probably where a lot of people's minds are at. Um, If they had Allen Robinson, Blake Bortles might be above Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. I don't I don't know. It just seems like the the target options are a little thin.
1: All right. I mean, I I even though I
3: did like what Keelan Cole did at the end last year.
1: He's playing well. His um, Bortles rushing stats are are so nice and consistent. But every year it's the same amount and the same yards and a couple of touchdowns. And he gets me a couple of extra points every game. So, I don't know. I I'm agree with that. I mean, I don't want him as a QB1, but it's, he's, he's another one of those guys. Like, I look and I go, man, I could wait forever and wind up with that guy. And I don't know that I'd hate it. I mean, and, and, I don't know. And, and, like I said, in a 14-team run, I, maybe I draft. If I wait on people and then I do the two-quarterback stream thing, Maybe. But uh, he, he's, I, I think at, at 25 on the ADP, he's being way underrated. If you draft
3: Blake Bortles in any league, I want to follow that team for the entire season and see what happens. Okay. that's
1: fair. I, want it, I want that tracked on, on Twitter. And I don't know that I will. Um, <laughs> but um, Another one that I want to talk about that, that's being drafted very low. He is 18th at MFL and 20th at Fantasy Football Calculator. Dak. So Dak has no weapons, no receiving weapons. I mean, Alan Hearns might be his best receiver, right? And the guy, the rookie, what, Michael Gallup is the rookie that yep. Yep. people yep. seem to like? Wh- Whitten's not there anymore. So two years ago, last year at this time, people were all over Dak. He was a top 10 fantasy quarterback, and he was going to run, he was going to throw enough, and he was going to be terrific. And, and then last year happened, and people kind of, they went away from him, you know, because the numbers... Didn't look all that impressed because he threw more interceptions. Because the first year, you know, he was very he was very careful and and didn't get himself in trouble. So last year, for all that he did, he didn't throw a lot because he's on a run heavy team. He doesn't mm-hmm. have weapons, which he didn't last year because Des Bryant was you know not so good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran again and he finished at QB ten. Like I, yeah. I feel like you wouldn't you you, you wouldn't to, to to look at the the buzz around Dak this year, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't expect unless you knew already that he finished a QB 10 fantasy wise. that, that he's, and and that tells me he's, he's one, he's a, he's a sneaky option because his numbers from last year, I mean, he's gotta be able to repeat those.
3: Yeah. And you know, I'm 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 chopping up the, the sort columns on the, on the Excel sheet, looking at Dak tied with Cam Newton with six rushing touchdowns. And because he has no weapons, Maybe he runs more, in that 357 rush yards from last year turns into 400 and 500. And when you chop up the difference between what Cam and Dak was, it's about 40 fantasy points divided by what 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. That's you can make that up quick if those six touchdowns turn into nine, and the the yardage per game increases very quickly. Even if you, like you said, even if you remain consistent on the passing side of things, which you might not because no wit and no safety valve or, or working with a new safety valve. But yeah, I, I'm with you that there, there is something to be had there. Um, Cause I, I just, as much as I love Zeke and what he can do, he's, they're not going to cram the ball 30 times because Dak's mobility. They don't need to. All right. So Dak or Derek Carr. I still believe in Derek Carr. Plus I, I think, well, With Gruden, Gruden coming in there, I think you, you're you're working with a different stack of cards as far as play calls and things like that. I I, I I still like Derek Carr. I'm not over the over the moon for him, but he he has
1: some weapons there. Dak or Mariota. Dak, no, no question. I'll give you another one. Dak or Jared Goff.
3: You son of a. Bitch. Right. I'm taking that. Um, that's that's tough. I. I Oh, man, and that's a unique situation because you're doing, you're looking at Gurley and you're looking at Zeke, and those are their offenses. And then basically it comes down to Dak's mobility. And I, I guess then it comes down to who's getting the ball inside the 10, inside the five. Is it going to be Dak? Is it going to be Zeke? Because that's where the difference is going to be in fantasy points per game, um, giving, giving Dak the boost or giving Goff the edge. Man, that is close. I'd probably still lean golf, but man, that is that is uber close.
1: But, but I, draft, I, I wouldn't. But draft wise, so far, it's not close. You, oh yeah, I know these ADPs make no sense. Yeah, so um, I mean, D- Dax, I think Dax a nice value there, quarterback. Um, well, D- let me ask you this real quick. I know we have to wrap up this no, podcast at some point this
3: decade. If Des was just on the Cowboys roster, what is Dak's ADP? It's a little it's higher. Da- I get like that thing could be 1415 just with Dez on the roster and the thought that he could go back into father time and, and become this great receiver again. Just because the, then you have also you have uh, Cowboy Honks who play fantasy football, giving that credence to that. And that probably would you have a lot of Cowboys fans that probably play fantasy
1: football. But just the presence of Dez on that roster probably bumps in four spots. Uh, you might be right. Which that's was phenomenal weird because to think it's, it's, about. That's, that's his name, not his production, no more. Um, and that's how crazy fantasy football strategy can be. So, uh, last, any of the rookies excite you? You're a Browns fan. I would love to hear your take on, on Baker.
3: Yeah, I think this is
1: um, this is. It's so it's
3: such a low bar, but this is exciting. The one thing I've been talking about the Browns since '99 is put an entertaining product on the field. Give me a reason to want, and it hasn't been entertaining. What they have done is put in this – Josh Gordon, whatever he's dealing with, deal with in, in, on his terms, and I, I get that. He needs to be on the field for this whole project to work um, because as much as Jarvis Landry uh, and, and if David Njoku can catch the ball, that would be great. This, this needs to move forward with all the parts that they had three months ago being on the field because Tyrod is going to be this nice little – uh, segue between what Baker could be. I, I like it. I, I think it'll, it, from a NFL standpoint, it'll be a great product to watch compared to what has been just uh, awful football. From a fantasy standpoint, I still hold my breath because um, I need it, it, it's not a cop out. I need to see real life football of Baker Mayfield against the NFL. I, I just do. I, I watch college football and I know that that difference is so large that. I need to see, I know it's a preseason game. I need to see some preseason games before I make a take on Baker Mayfield. And that's a problem with drafting so early in August to make a case for Baker Mayfield. I need to see some of those, uh, some of those takes, uh, even in a small sample size of preseason.
1: All right,
3: folks, but I'm excited about it. I, I think this, I will make an effort, even with Tyrod Taylor, at quarterback, I will make an effort to watch the games because uh, they have done some things, losing Zeitler for the next two weeks. The the O-line gets a little thin there. That's not great because uh, they got to protect the quarterback. That's been the problem the last three years. Um, but they are moving in the right direction um, because they, they took some gambles on some guys. And it, Josh Gordon, hopefully uh, everything works out for him because uh, that dude is just such a raw talent. It would be great to see him with the quarterbacks they've brought in. I'm, I, I
1: think I've known you for, I don't know, Eight, nine years, I think? Yeah. yeah. I have never... I, I always get on your case about how you're pessimistic about your teams. This is the first time I've heard you <laughs> optimistic about the Browns. And I, as a Browns fan, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of reason to be optimistic. Right. But you're, you're I, I like what I'm hearing here, that, that you're, well, you're excited now.
3: Well, I don't have LeBron to lean on anymore yeah, either. No. So <laughs> it's going to be... But it's, 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 it is what it is. I mean, because uh, again... Baseball's going through some struggles as far as an entertainment type thing. I mean, we could, that's a different podcast for a different time, but NFL has figured out a way to make the NFL experience at home. Uh, great. And I think when the Browns go out there and make the moves that they have, you have to give them a chance because it's been so bad. This, this is an aggressive move from the Brown standards. Um, and, and I'm interested to see what they can do with it. If they screw it up. I mean, what else? I mean, it, it, look at what you've dealt with. At least they're trying something very aggressive, which has not been the the namesake of the Indians. And aside from drafting one of the best NBA players of all time, that's not the MO of Cleveland sports. So it's nice to see an aggressive move by one of the Cleveland sports franchises.
1: All right. I'm looking forward to your team doing well. I really am. Thank you. Uh listeners to this podcast can get a free 10-day Rotowire trial, rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Take a look now, rotowire.com slash pod. Where can people find you, Ryan? I promise no snark on this answer. Um, Freelance
3: <laughs> Fowler on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Monster. Uh, see, I couldn't help myself. I had to go snark. Um, yeah, just... Uh, I'm ready to make your company better. Free
1: agent Ryan is a free agent. He he is a valuable off-season signing, folks. <laughs> There's if a you lot can of Yeah, so uh, never you been know,
3: more competitive. But uh, I appreciate the invite. Help us
1: anytime, Ryan. Again, he's at freelance Fowler on Twitter. So uh, go to you know, Indians Browns uh, work whatever you want with them. Bowling, Bowling Green apparel with yes. BGSU yes. memories. Hello. If you're a Bowling hey. Green person.
3: Yes, and don't forget, Ohio tax-free holidays. So if you're listening in Ohio, no sales tax in the state of Ohio uh, this entire weekend.
1: So like, I'm, clo- I'm clothing. I hope the Roto-Wire, the Roto-Wire sponsorship people like, like that plug for VGSU memory. <laughs> oh, they don't mind. Hey, don't forget to sign up for
3: Draft and Auto New and all the great brands.
1: Yes, exactly. All right, Ryan, thanks, folks. If you like the podcast, leave us a review and a rating wherever you listen. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Draft.com. We'll be back on Monday with another episode, so come on back then. For Ryan Fowler, I'm John Halpin. See you next time.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.